baby. We're locking and loading because you know why? We're live on YouTube. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Super Review Show. I am J-Man off to work. This is Bill Murphy. How are Hi, everyone. Doing? How are we doing tonight, Bill? How, hopefully all is well with you. All is well with me. We're here. We're locking and we are here. We're going to have some fun because we've got an interesting, interesting list today, my friend, don't we? Yes. we. Bill and I have come up with our top 10 movie openings of all time. Well, at least what we ranked them as, personally. Um, Absolutely. And, like, this yeah. list was really hard to make. Oh, my God. Mine was pretty easy. I got to tell you that right up front. Mine was pretty straightforward and easy. But uh, for Bill, I don't know. Yeah, this... Like, I literally just banged it out, and there might be some stuff I got to change as we go. But overall, I think I'm – this is going to be a very – this is going to be a very interesting list. Of course. And, you know, a lot of these are going to be, you know, standards that you would probably go, okay, I saw that coming. Yeah. Or, um, hmm, never thought of that before. Bottom line, this isn't going to be AFI's top 100 movie lists. No, 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 no. This is this is just like the like the moment you sit down in the theater. What do you think is like the coolest opening scene of the movie? You know, like, like did you like it? Stuff. We're gonna get into all that stuff right here, right now. Oh, by the way, buddy, I think there's something up with the chat board. I'm checking it right now. It says something went wrong. I know. I got it. I'm fixing it. Don't all right, worry. guys. So if you're gonna, anyways, chat, we gotta just give us a second. JT's. Getting in on that. All good, everyone. We're doing okay. We're Chat hanging in back. There. Chatboard's back. Chatboard is not back. Holding, holding on for a second. Let me do this. Let me save that, and then we're going to enable it. And then we're going to do this, and let's see if that worked, Bill. Let's see. Go hell to the yeah, that worked. It's it's working now. Yes, it is, sir. It's all good. So okay, anyway, folks, chatboard is working. Chatboard is a okay, everyone. We are just checking in. So please chime in. We'd like some discussion. Discussion is fun. Yeah, discussion is one of the best parts about all the movie community. So yeah, and Matt and our good friend Matt Hemsley is watching. What's up, Matt? How you doing tonight? Matt Hemsley is in the house. Our number one fan. Yo, talk. Yo, Matt, talk to me. How are you doing tonight? By the way, if, if if I look off camera tonight, it's because I'm keeping track of all of you guys in the chat board on another laptop. That's all good. Yeah. So are we ready to get down to business? Yeah. So well, this is how it's going to work, everyone. We're going to start with we're going to start with our 10 and work our way up to one. Um, and we're going to go from there. So I, I have not ranked mine yet, but I, I have a feeling about what I have, what I have so far. As my ranking goes, like I already for, knew what my number one was going to be, but the other ones I was sort of oh, flip flopping really? around. So, yeah, all right. So, Bill, why don't you start with your number one? Well, I'm going to start with my number ten. Sorry, um, I take that back. It's been a long day for me over here. I understand. Okay, my number ten is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Good pick. Oh, my God. Because let me tell you, the opening is sort of the opening credits is sort of weird because you've got the of course, the lips, the you know, what I'm talking about the giant of course. lips. Oh, no, of course. It's such a fantastic opening. I can't. You know, I mean, it's just the weirdness of it actually makes it work. Yeah. I mean, look, to be completely honest, guys, that opening scene. Of Rocky Horror Picture Show is fan freaking tastic, can't deny it. And then um, and then you have like it's like an homage to all like the fifties and sixties science fiction horror movies. Oh, like course. it has the hero, the scientist, the rival scientist. Yeah, and no, it's, it's it's definitely all there. And if you've ever been to a live like a Rocky Horror Shadow Casting, have you, JT? I have not, but go on. If you've ever been to it, it's an absolute blast. Okay. So I'd recommend going and hey, because near where a certain place around every Halloween, they do it. They couldn't do it this year due to. Uh, thanks, COVID. COVID. <laughs> so I beat you to it. Want to go this year? 
if they have it. We could definitely do that. I mean, we you know we could definitely try to be completely honest. It's and it's only February. We got eight months to figure it out. Um, but yeah, so that's my number ten, Rocky Horror Picture. JT, what's your number ten? My number ten. Oh man, I I have to. Okay, I have eleven. So don't kill me, everyone. Okay, uh, no big deal. I have eleven. So I'm gonna list off my my bottom two of my favorite movie openings of all time. I'm going to be straight up front with you. My number, and this is a hard, the, the list of films I have are all great in my opinion, in my eyes, my opinion. But at the same time, you know, they might, some of them might be, it's going to be hard to rank them because they're so, all so great. But if I had to put the, the two at the bottom, the number 11 and 10, because I did it, I, I, you know, I gave one extra one in there because I love it. But I'm going to say one of my all time, my, my number 11 for me is Star Trek 2009. Um, that film to me, the opening scene reminded me, pun intended, of Star- it reminded me so much of Star Wars. Because uh, the opening ship is destroying Kirk's father's ship and it's going berserk and all this stuff. And it's just a crazy, crazy awesome. I love it to- that when, when they first opened up that, um, that movie, this is what we're talking about here. When they first opened up, this film with an action sequence in a Star Trek movie, I was blown away. I didn't see this in theaters, but I can honestly tell you that it was such a fun opening to a great, fantastic movie. So my number 11 is Star Trek 2009. And let's see what we got here. And my number, um, my number 10, I'm going to stop sharing for a second. Here we go. My number 10 is going to be more iconic than that. I'm going to tell you this right now. Uh, the, uh, what do you call it? The when I'm stuttering, I know. My number ten is Jaws. The opening really? of Jaws, because when you think about it, the opening. First off, you got to think about it, this was the beginning. Star Wars came later, of course, but this was the beginning of the blockbuster. This was the beginning of people literally lining up, lining up around the block, block to say, "I can't wait to see that movie." Like this movie was, and the opening sequence and the opening shots of the um, the shark and the girl swimming are terrifying to this day. And it's one of Spielberg's almost original films, one of his first films he ever made. So I do recommend it if you have not seen Jaws for the summer. Coming down the line, we're going to do a review of it at some point for July 4th, I think. Um, I think it's what we talked about. But my number 10, and my number 11 is Star Trek. My number 10 would be Jaws. So okay. Bill, take it away. What's your number? So my your number ten was say it again. I'm sorry. Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror Picture Show. My ten number ten favorite film opening of all time is Jaws. Bill, what's your number nine? My number nine is Malcolm X. Ooh. The opening of okay. The opening of the movie is. Let's see. It's a. The thing is, you don't see. Okay, the movie? Yeah, the movie. Okay, one sec. With Denzel Washington. What's yeah. so cool about the opening is you don't see any faces. It's a very intense opening. Um, what happens is um, he's at a meeting of the Nation of Islam, and he goes, and they say, we got, we got Minister Malcolm X here. And he's, like, giving this fiery speech, and there's an American flag on the screen, and it's burning. Yeah while he's talking right, right 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 and he's like just going off on his speech and then like during it and like granted i haven't seen the whole film but i have seen this opening um something i'm going to give spike lee credit for is that he does tend to tie moot tie films that are in films that take place in the past to current events because while during while Malcolm X is speaking, he's also showing um, videos of the Rodney King incident, which was when Rodney King was arrested. If nobody knows what happened, go look that up. Um, Yeah, for real. But I think that's what I appreciate as, and I'm not the biggest Spike Lee fan, but I think what I really appreciate is that he was tying in, something like Malcolm X, even though it was 30 years prior to this uh-huh. versus something like, um, you know, something that was going on at the time with Rodney King. 
Right, right. Okay. And that's, and just like watching the flag burn in the coolest effects, the flag burns in the shape of an X. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I haven't seen it. That's why it's, it's interesting to know. And it is, I want to tell you, it is very, I just want to tell you guys, it is very intense. Yeah. The move, the, the speech is very intense. I'm not going to repeat any of what he said. No, of course. Because it is very intense and it is racially charged. We'll say that. Um, But, and also with this movie, just, just warn, if you're going to watch it, it's three and a half hours long. Oh yeah. Oh my God. That's right. That it's like three and a half hours long. So if you're going to watch it all in one day, try to pick a day. You have absolutely nothing to do. Yeah, seriously. So, so yeah, that's why I think it was, it's such a cool opening because like I said, Spike Lee could tie past Mm -hmm. events into current events. Right, right, right. Yeah. So that's my number nine, the opening of Malcolm X. Well, my number nine, Let's see what I got. Because, like I said, I didn't rank them until now. Let's see what we got. Hold on. My and number. Listen, guys, this is in, in really no particular order. We just we're just, we're just bullshitted these. We're just listing off ones that we like. Let's put it that way. And what guys, tell on? us what openings you like. We're, we'd be very excited to hear. Curious to hear what you guys have to say about that. Seriously. So my, I said Star Trek 2009, Jaws. Uh oh, wow, this is tough. My list is actually hard. I'm gonna okay. My number. Nine. Nine. Again, this is really tough. Hold on. Uh, the My number nine is, if I can get it to pull up, one second, is this. The opening of Terminator 2. Hmm. I've always enjoyed Terminator 2. It is the best. It is one of the it is, it is an action film compared to the first one. The first one's more of a horror film. But... That opening scene where he first comes back, or this, another Terminator sent back to the past, and Arnold is, um, uh, and he's like, he's, I need you, I need, I'm gonna try it. Hold on, I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Like, you know, like, come on. And he starts beating the crap out of all those guys to get their biker clothes, and he just wears throughout the whole movie. To me, that was really iconic, and I, that's why I gave Terminator Two my number nine. Uh, Best openings of all time. And like I said, we're still just we're still just we're still just BSing all of this. But if 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 we had to rank them, I choose T two. So Bill, what's your number nine? Eight. Eight. Sorry, okay. I can't keep track. My number eight is Goodfellas. <sighs> good one. That's not on my list, but that's a good one. It's just that I love how the opening. How for those who okay, you know what? I just want to say for the rest of this list, spoilers. That's <laughs> it. Spoilers of the whole thing. Um. But at the beginning of the movie, you hear like just dead silence, and then you hear something in the trunk. Yeah. And they're like, what the f- is that? And then they go out and and then they take a whatchamacallit, and then they take the knife and they stab what's in the trunk. And then you hear the trademark line as far back as I can remember. I always wanted, I wanted to, be to be a gangster. A gangster. <laughs> and then you hear Tony Bennett's rags to riches. Oh my God. That. That that now that I think about that actually I should have put that on my list. That's really good. Because uh, here's the thing. Um, what I like yeah. is it's a, it really just kicks off the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like okay, why are these guys in the truck and then or in the car and then you see the and then you see the stabbing and then you go and then you hear the the voiceover and like okay, story time, let's go. Yeah. No, seriously, it's and that's what I really love about it. Wow. And, and also that opening montage too when they show everything. Oh yeah. No, that's that's brilliant. Absolutely freaking brilliant. Absolutely. So this is your number eight, you said, right? This is my number eight. All right. Well, let's stop sharing and let's do this. Well, sharing is fun. <laughs> sharing is caring, everyone, no matter what they say. <laughs> um what did I say? So Star Trek 2009, Jaws, Terminator 2. My next one, I'm going to go a little, you know, this one may surprise you, Bill. Really? This one is, it might actually legitimately surprise you, but I don't think it will if you really think about it. The opening scene of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. 
is just timeless and iconic to me. Because let's face it, Matthew Broderick played like a high school kid who takes the day off from school. Don't we all want to do that, kids? You know, for real. So, <laughs> um, I the opening scene it starts off like like with a fade in to the mm -hmm. film. John Hughes was a great director. Rest in peace, seriously. Uh, but Ferris Bueller's Day Off to me had such an it really was it was iconic for me like watching it as a younger age, watching it older, whatever, and just how he just how Matthew Broderick plays Ferris Bueller, and he just takes the day off. And he does whatever he wants. And he just, you know, he just kills time, basically. And he fakes his parents while his parents are right in front. Of I thought that was brilliant. So that's why for my number eight, am I wrong? Yeah, you're on number eight. Okay. My number eight opening film, favorite openings of all time is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And come on, how can we not ignore the car? The car was so funny. The oh car is awesome. The Ferrari. He just rubs it with a diaper. Anyways, my number um, eight is Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the iconic opening of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. What a great movie. Bill, what's your number eight? My number eight, uh, my number seven. Um, oh, yeah, your number seven, because we, we already did your number eight. Okay, my number seven is The Dark Knight. That, you know what? As much as I may not like it, that opening was great. Because when you see the, you're seeing the talk of the Joker of, who is he? Who is this guy? And he literally disguised himself as someone else, which was even crazier. And then, like with the bank, <laughs> two quotes I love of the bank robbery. You have any idea who you're messing with? You and your friends are dead. And yeah. then he goes, so the Joker told you to kill me too. No, I killed the bus driver. The bus driver? What but? Oh my God. Yeah, that was, yeah. And then I love, and then of course, you know, criminals here used to believe in something. What do you believe in? What do you believe in? I believe in what doesn't kill you simply makes you stranger. And you just like, that is your first shot at Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. No, for real, it was great. That is your first shot at Heath Ledger's Joker right there. It shakes the mask off. And it's just... Be because throughout the movie, like, who is this? You do out the opening scene, then you finally see him. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Just want to give a shout out. Uh, Jesse Ortz, welcome to the chat board. Hey, Jesse. Jesse. What's up? Jesse, how you doing, bro? Hopefully all is well. Um, stay safe. Uh, I love your nerd cave. Anyways, so your number seven is The Dark Knight. My number seven. Uh, I got to stop sharing. Ah, okay. All right, here we go. My number seven. I said, Oh, okay. So my number seven? Seven. Seven. Might surprise you guys. Um, I was going to say, my number seven. I'm going to look at the list again. Ah, I'm losing my list. Uh, okay. This might surprise a lot of you in the chat board, y'all. But uh, Airplane. Airplane. The movie. Hold on. Not the actual Airplane, but the movie Airplane. Uh, this, 18, you can't be serious. Uh, surely I no, it's Bill. Come on. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. Serious, and don't call me Shirley. Don't call me Shirley. For those of you who don't know about this opening scene, now the reason why I picked it like at the position that I did was because of the opening scene. Is because the this the, the this parody film from 1980, which I still contend is the most quotable movie of all time. Um, the opening scene is so great. If they literally take the airplane and they make it Jaws. Hold on, airplane movie opening scene. Literally, look at this. Come on, you can't. How could you? Okay, no, 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 let's see. Where is it? I, I, I don't know if Google has images of it, but we'll see. That's okay. Like, oh my god. Like this movie. Like they have the opening scene of the whole movie is a plane going like pretending it's Jaws. That was hysterical to me. Um, that's me. But anyways, I digress. So that's my number seven, correct? Y yes. Okay, my number seven. Bill, what's your number six? My number six is... Yeah. Okay, this one may be a bit of a surprise. Is what? My number six is from a movie called Patton. Okay. 
Um, for those of you who've never seen it, it's about a, it is about, it is a biographical pick of George Patton, P-A-T-T-O-N. O-N, whoops. It, about the World War II general. Okay. The opening scene is he's given this speech to new recruits. Okay. And it's like, just so like, you can't see the audience. You just see a giant American flag and then he walks out and then you hear one of the best fanfares. And then you hear one of the badass, one of the most badass speeches ever. Okay. Like he goes, I'm going to just give you some of the highlights. He goes, yeah, he goes, no person in American history has ever won a war by dying for their country. We have won wars by making the other poor dumb bastard die for his country. Oh my God. That's great. We are going to murder those Hun bastards. Oh my God. And as you can see, he didn't go to charm school. Um, nope. And he just keeps going on saying, and just he keeps going on and saying about when you were kids, you admired the fastest runner, the best marble shooter, big league ball players. Now it's your turn to make history. Mm-hmm. And then I remember because this is one of my dad's favorite movies. And I remember my dad would say this around me when I was a kid and my mother would freak out. And it was the last line when George Patton says, we're going to hold him by the nose and we're going to kick him in the ass. <laughs> nice. And he goes, Dismissed. And then it's just like that. Again, that is like another long, it's like another three hour movie, but Mm -hmm. it's like one of those movies you can watch the opening and just keep and be completely satisfied. Wow. Because that George C. Scott, who plays Patton, it's just such a badass speech. And just like, if you're in war, like that's a speech you want to freaking hear before you go to fight. Right, right. Okay. And it's just, it's the pep talk. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, it's a badass pep talk. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Well, uh, and now that was your number seven, right? That was my number six. Six. My number six is because I'm after I'm after you, correct? <laughs> yeah, you're after I'm, me. I am all over the place tonight, everyone. My number six opening is Star Wars. Oh, I can agree with that. That's a yeah, good one. That's a really great opening scene. Let's face it. This opening scene of Star Wars is one of the most iconic openings ever. Like the, 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 the Imperial Star Destroyer is coming on this little ship to try and they're trying to retrieve the plans for the, the Death Star. Right? Why not? Seriously, that is that people look. I just mentioned mentioned Star Trek 2009, which literally ripped off this opening. But hey, you know that's fine with me. The whole movie actually it's funny. The whole the whole movie is kind of ripped off of Star Wars. That's the, the literally J.J. Abrams took Star Trek and made Star Wars, made took Star Wars and made Star Trek with it. It was pretty funny. Uh, it's true. So let's go. So that was your, my number. I lost track six. Six. I, that was I'm, your number I'm six. Beyond ridiculously stupid guys. So. And also, you know, when you see the let, when you see like the story, and then the dun 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 yeah yeah mm-hmm. so okay. what is your what's your number my, five my number five is the opening scene to the godfather good one it's just what i like about it is sort of one the simplicity of it yeah because here's what you hear you see first it's a black screen and then you hear the do Yeah. And you're like, ooh. Wow. And then you see, I forgot the guy's name. You know, I believe in America. America's made my fortune. When he's telling Don Corleone what happened to his daughter. And what I think is so cool is like in the beginning, they don't show Don Corleone. It's just like, who is... You're sitting there. It's like just this giant mystery. Like, who the hell is he talking to? Yeah, no, you're not kidding. Who is he talking to? And Don Corleone is just in the shadows. And then 
And then when you finally hear, what do you want me to do? And then he go, and then, and then he goes over to Don Corleone. He goes, kill them. And then you just see him there petting his cat. And it's just, yeah, it's just like, you're like wondering who the hell is this guy? And then he goes into, you come to me on my daughter's wedding day to offer me your hand in friendship. Uh, my mother, my, my wife is godfather to your only child, but you never wanted my friendship. And then <laughs> it's just such a, it's like, not like super intense, but it's like, you're like curious. You're like, who is this? Who yeah. is this guy? What is he doing? Why is he here? Right. What is he going to do? It just raises like so many questions. Mm -hmm. And that yeah. is my, and that is why I put it on this list. Yeah. It's brilliant too. So I finally saw it not too long ago. <laughs> yeah, finally. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. <laughs> All right, come on, your... come on, chatboard. We want some. That was your number five, right? That was my number five. All right, well, uh, my number five. All right, my number five. Okay, I'm just trying to rank this. Uh, my number five is, hold on. I got to mark the ones I already did. Forgive me, chatboard. You are forgiven. Forgive me, guys. Sorry. Uh, airplane, Star Wars. All right, this one's I did. All right, here we go. So my number was we're on five. I'm so sorry, I'm out of it. Yeah, we're on five. Oh man, this is tough. Then now, now it's getting harder for me. My number five. Okay, here we go. You ready? Let's do it. A lot of people may, might question this, but it's absolutely true. It's one of the best opening sequences I've ever seen in any movie ever. And I've seen, I've seen a good amount of movies, but the opening sequence of this movie, the opening like text of this movie is timeless to me. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. You probably are, are like, what the hell are you talking about? In reality, this opening text and then the opening, we're not in Finland, we're in England. It's hysterical. I'm not showing much emotion right now, forgive me. <laughs> but like, it's actually really funny. Uh, the opening of it is so brilliant. Um, and the movie itself is so funny. Collection Collection Bring out your dead. Seriously, it's like. Bring out your dead. Like this, this movie has its cult, but it's still pretty darn funny. Uh, so my number five is going to be Monty Python and the Holy Grail uh, of um, as one of the best opening scenes of all time with the text and into the, well, you know, uh, with the coconuts, right? What do you mean? How could a, how would, how could a one pound, carry one pound coconut, right? The swallows and the coconuts. Mm -hmm. It's hysterical. Bill, what is your number four? My number four, and you've already said this, so we somewhat, somewhat swiped right. Um, and I have swiped right, ladies and gents. <laughs> my number four is Jaws. Ooh, good one. I already said that, but still. But, you know, my reason is, my reason is, it's just like, we don't know much about Chrissy, the girl who goes into the water. Yeah. And we just, and... I think it's the thing is because we don't see the shark. I think that's what makes it so cool is we don't see the shark. Yeah. And then all you can, and like, then you hear the, the iconic dum 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 And you're like, and you know what? And this kind of raises a question in movies. Like what's more scarier, what you see or what you hear? That's true. Because you don't see the shark. You just hear the dum 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 dum. It's the it's the musical it's the music that builds up the yeah. tension. And again, it's the mystery of everything. Yeah. It's like what what happened? And then 
And then it's just that when you hear that music and it gets just, and it just builds and it gets more and more intense and you're like, holy shit. It, it's really a funny film. Uh, not a funny film. It's a really, um, it's one of those films you have to see it to believe it, but it is very scary for most people. I'm, su- I'm surprised it wasn't rated R because of some of the blood. Well, our country has issues with the rating system, but that's a that's a that's a different conversation for a whole different video. Um, yeah. So hmm, maybe that'd be an editorial one day. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned. Yeah. Um, right. my number yeah. my number four, right? Yeah, you're number four. What did I not put down? Oh, yeah, I put that. Sorry. Uh, okay. I am so out of it tonight. I'm so sorry. Uh, Drink some coffee. Not, it's not that. My stomach's acting up. Uh, okay, number four. Wow, this is tough based on what I got. All right, number four. Some of you might think this is stupid. Some of you might think this is funny. But my number four is Spaceballs. <laughs> I'm not showing too much emotion, but like reality... The opening of Spaceballs, the movie, is hysterical. Hysterical. Oh, my God. It is hysterical. so cool. Like, it's just an opening shot of, a, of a, the credits are a spoof. It's a spoof of Star Wars. But the opening scene is just this giant ship, and it's so funny. I mean, I'm not laughing now because, I, like I said, I'm, like, I'm, I'm out of it. But, like, still, that's... I love it. I love it. The opening of that movie is hysterical. And then like one of my favorite movie lines ever came out of this movie. It's like ludicrous speed. Go. And then, and then they, um, and it's like, holy shit. Spaceball one. They've gone to plat. We passed them. Stop this thing. That's I'm not laughing now. Cause I'm actually a little sick, but that is so funny. It's so funny. I love it. Love, 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 love it. So, Bill, my number four is Spaceballs. What's your number three? My number three is JT. You're going to absolutely hate me for this one. Why am I going to hate you, Bill? I do hate you. My number three is The Lion King. Okay. It's just regardless how you feel about the film itself i just think animation wise it's really amazing yeah it really just is amazing when you see the sun rise mm-hmm. when you see the sun rise the and you just see the beautiful landscapes and of course you hear the iconic song circle of life Yep, Elton John. And then and then you hear the and then you of course see with Rafiki how he's doing whatever he's doing the Simba and then it's the circle of life and the and you're like what are these animals doing? This is how they celebrate. I think this is one of the best openings. I don't like it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I knew we were gonna hit an impasse, weren't we? Sorry, dude. I just, I just send the hate, send the hate right send now. Send the hate, send the hate. I hate the Lion King. It doesn't make sense to me. We've established this before, JT. Yeah, I know. Okay, um, you're number three. All right, I got it. My number three is gonna. It might be surprising, but we'll see. Uh, let's see what you guys have to say about this. About this, because when I, I when I saw this in theaters, when I saw this movie in theaters, I think I was pissing my pants laughing within the first t- twenty seconds. Deadpool. Deadpool. Hello. Deadpool. Deadpool had one of the best opening texts. Uh, and context and the whole thing that opening scene literally made the movie for me in about 10 seconds it was so 
disgustingly inappropriate and so fun and so funny. And seeing a movie like that in general was great, but that opening scene was so good. I could see that. I mean, can you get behind that, Bill? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Going like, oh, you're wondering how I got my own movie. Well, I can't tell you, but it rhymes with Wolverine. <laughs> it's so true, though. Um, oh, my God. This movie was... This movie was unbelievably great uh, in, like, so many levels. But the opening scene, like I said, I can't get over it. It was just like that opening... It rhymes with a guy with Paul Vereen. <laughs> Straight up. So, all right. Uh, Matt is given a very controversial opinion. Sorry, I thought Deadpool sucked. What? Shame! 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 Again, Bill. Again, Bill. Shame! 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 Okay. I'm blocking from the chat board. No, Matt. We're just kidding. Love you, Matt. And we Love mean you. that in the straightest way possible. But anyway, um, <laughs> God, our number, my number two. Oh boy, here we go. This is a movie I felt like I had to put it on the list, even though I was kind of iffy about it. But I feel like this is one of the most iconic things in cinema history. What? And that is the opening scene to Citizen Kane. <sighs> I didn't think to even go back that far. That's pretty because good. okay for those of you who. Okay, like, I'll be honest, I watched Citizen Kane once years ago. Again, I was, like, 17 when I watched it, so I kind of just found it dull. Yeah, because it's, like, from the 40s, but still. Yeah, and, like, because everybody just hyped it up as, oh, my God, it is the greatest movie ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> and and when I watched it, I'm like, okay, I'm bored. But the opening scene, like, I just thought of this today, actually. For those of you who hasn't seen it, Charles Foster Kane, played by Orson Welles, is on his deathbed. And then he says his last word. Rosebud. Rosebud. And, yeah, he says his final word. Rosebud. And then snow glow breaks and he dies. And I think why I think that scene is so iconic because it kind of sets up the rest of the film of okay, as reporters are trying to go, people okay, what it what did Rose what was Rosebud? Yeah, they're trying to find out what this guy said. But what was Rosebud? What did it mean? What did it mean? What did Rosebud mean? Like, was it a girl? Yeah. Was it a family member? Was it a friend? Yeah. What did Rosebud mean? And I think that's what's just so. I think that's what just makes it so iconic is it just sets up the mystery for the rest of the film. Eventually, they find out what it is. We're not going to spoil it. No, it's a really good movie, though. We're not going to spoil it, but at the end, they do find out what Rosebud meant. So, mm -hmm. But we're not going to spoil it for you. Um, but yeah, that's why I think it's just such a great opening because it kind of sets up the mystery of everything, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so what's your number two? And before I get to my number one, after your number two, I do want to do a few honorable mentions. Um, okay, okay, I should have done all. I don't mention that, but my number two. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. You might think this is again. This might surprise a lot of you, but in reality, it's a really great opening scene, and I it forever struck my childhood. I know it's one of the. I know I don't really. I don't really talk about my childhood a lot on the Superview show, but I'm going to talk about this movie and this opening scene right here, and that's The Avengers. Oh, yes, I remember the opening scene. The very, very, very first opening scene with the Tesseract. And for going into it, I was like, how are they going to make all this work? And then they sh showed how they make it all work with the Tesseract and Fury and all that stuff. So they made this. I think it's one, it's one of my favorite openings ever. And I put it so high because it struck me as a, Yes, it struck me as a 13-year-old. I get it. But, like, still, I really – I still remember sitting in the theater watching it to this day, that opening sequence of S.H.I.E.L.D. just getting destroyed, Loki shows up, he's ready to attack, all this stuff, right? So that's that's my number uh, number two. two. Bill, what is your number one? Let's see Before I got. get to my number one, I'd like to give out a few honorable mentions, if that's okay. Go right ahead. 
Okay. Um, one of my honorable mentions is I have this on my list and then I switch things around. And this is, might be a weird one is the opening from Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of fleet street. Um, the Tim Burton movie. Okay. It's just cause you just see like going through the town of London, you hear the, um, you hear the orchestral suite. And um, cause for, for those who don't know the, um, because in the Sweeney in the play, there's the opening number, which is called the Ballad of Sweeney Todd. Yeah, and the and originally they actually had the Tim Burton had this wonderful thing planned in the beginning of a graveyard of the song being sung by the ghost of Sweeney's victims. Uh huh. And even Christopher Lee was supposed to be in it. Really. That would have been freaking badass. I'm sure but they they changed that out because they switched it out because they because the song it's like okay because it's the song one of the words is attend the tale of Sweeney Todd attend the tale of Sweeney Todd but the thing is the difference between doing that in a musical and in a stage musical and a movie yeah it's because in the movie it's like okay why sing about attending the tale of sweeney todd when you can attend the tale of sweeney todd but mm-hmm. yeah but i love that um another one is um this is another i got two more honorable mentions um yeah good i, I don't have this so you're good one is from a movie from the 40s it's called double indemnity okay it's like the main character his name is walter he something had just happened and he's going to his office and he's got like this thing when he's recording talking leaving a recording for his colleague slash friend and he goes somebody was murdered tonight and you know who did it i did walter neff 36 years old unmarried i did it but and you're like at one hand you're like oh thanks for giving away the ending pal (laughs) looks like we don't have to watch this movie anymore because we already know what happens. You killed whoever you killed. Thank you. Let's go home. Yeah, right. But on the other end, but on the other end, you're thinking, okay, well, tell us what happened. What happened? And then it goes right into the story. And I just think, because I remember watching that in a film class I took in college, and I'm like, whoa, like it's just like the shadows and everything. It's just. And it's like, again, on one hand, you're just like, oh, God, screw this. You already told us what happened. But on the other hand, you're like, okay, go on. We're interested. You got our attention. Let's see what happened. Okay. And another one is, okay, I was debating whether to put this one or the Lion King on. And this is another Disney one. I would say Lion King probably has the better opening scene. Yeah. But I think, like, music-wise, and I'm probably going to get a lot of shit for this. What? But I think this one has the better opening number, and that is Hunchback of Notre Dame. You've talked about this before, yeah. I have talked about this before, and I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. I just love how it's just the the music is just the the music, the choir makes everything just sound gigantic. And right. then you're you see um Clopin, who is the like the gesture or something, and he's like those bells, they don't ring by themselves, don't they? Because mm-hmm. there's a mysterious bell ring up there. And of course, talk about Quasimodo. And today, I will tell you the story of a man and a monster. And then and then you see the opening, like you see how Quasimodo's mom is carrying him as a baby and Frollo is going after her. And then he kill, basically kills the mom, sees the baby is deformed. Right. And then you hear, you're like, oh my God. And then you hear that choir and there's like a whole song going on. And you hear the choir just getting the, ah, ah, and you're like, and then the archdeacon comes out and tells Frollo to, to not kill the child. And as his penance to raise the child as his own. Mm-hmm. And, and then he goes, okay, but he has to stay here. He goes, why? Nobody can see him. And then you see, and then it just, you know, it does what musical films are supposed to do. And yeah. that is te- to push songs that push the story along. Yeah, that's true. And that's what it does. And not just this scene, but just every, you know, all the scenes in the movie, it just does that. 
pushes the scenes in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so since I gave my honorable mentions, you want to give your number one, then I can give it, or? Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, we'll switch it off so the, the good people get a small break from me talking. Yeah, you're good. All right, go ahead. What's your number one? Oh, I got to pull it up. Hold on. Uh, all right, so my number one opening movie scene of all time. <sighs> Iconic film here. It's actually my favorite movie of all time. Uh, for those of you who may or may not know about this, this is my favorite movie of all time. And I will forever have the opening scene of this movie in my brain tattooed. That is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Might come as a surprise to some, but to be completely I am not totally surprised. I know you're not surprised, but some people might. This movie, to me, is a perfect movie in my eyes. I gave it a 10 out of 10. But the opening scene, look, just look at these photos. There's no dialogue. But Indiana Jones is going to like take the idol and the whole process of him getting the idol and how he, he, he escapes, not escapes, he escapes the temple. He's trying to like make sure it works, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, this movie is the best Indiana Jones movie, number one. But the opening shot and the open, let me look at this. This is from the opening scene. This is the actual like boulder scene. And the, this is the opening, the opening of the film is him like stealing an idol and running away. And it is so iconic to me. These shots that Steven Spielberg and the cameraman, I forget his name, but they, they did. I think that that's, this movie, the opening scene for me is perfect. So for me, that's me. Bill, what is your number one? Okay, scene? my number one. And you know what? I have a certain friend here, Mr. Matt Hemsley, thinks he knows what my number one is. I'm curious to see. And you know what, Matt? You're going to tell me the answer if I was right or wrong. Or if you were thinking this, okay, my number one opening scene is drum roll, please. The opening scene to Saving Private Ryan. Oh, I just saw this the other day. How funny is that? Yeah, is the opening scene to Saving Private Ryan. Great opening scene, have to admit. Like, for those who haven't seen it, it's the, it's, here's what's the opening. You see a elderly man who's walking in France and he's in Normandy at right. the cemetery of those who were killed in the, the American cemetery of the American soldiers who were killed and those who, um, and then he goes to a grave and then he's like looking back and then it flashes forward to D-Day. Yeah. And you see... And you see the them coming onto the beach. Okay. And he goes, and then you hear Tom Hanks playing Captain Miller. We'll see you on the beach. And then you see a lot. And then you see what happened, like them shot, killed, and you know, just them trying to dodge the bullets and get through everything. Right. It's just so intense. It is just so super intense. It really and, is. And you know what? I have heard people say that this is probably the most realistic depiction of the D-Day landing. That is the most realistic depiction. Spielberg is the man. And you have Spielberg being, you know, at his grittiest. That's really more than Schindler's List. Yes. Um, and you have, um, and you just have him, whatchamacallit. Um, you, I remember there's a scene when one guy loses his arm. Where's my arm? Where's my arm? I'm not trying to make light of that. I'm just. No, yeah, yeah. And you just see, and I'm just, it's just, it's like a good 20 minutes, that scene. Yeah, the, the whole scene is on YouTube, actually, if you, if you look it up. And I just think it's absolutely amazing. I think it's so good, and it's just so realistic. And yeah. also, Saving Private Ryan is one of my favorite movies. Um, uh-huh. I absolutely loved it. And I love this scene. It's just, 
it really just and it really just brings you in from there. I mean, I I, I can't really comment too much, but I'm because it's your movie. But I'm gonna say that I definitely agree with you. This is definitely a good one. Yeah. So. And Matt was right. Matt was right. Because I was thinking of Bill. I think I know what your number one will be. JT, tell me, Matt. Matt, I'll say if I get it correct after Bill says his number one. Okay. And then, Matt, I got it right. Yes, you did. Congratulations, Matthew. You got it right. Yes. You got it correct, my friend. Well, welcome to the right club. Well, isn't it good to be right? Yeah. Not the fight club, but the right club. Yeah, so... So, anyways, I digress. Bill digress. Ultimately, guys, it matters what you have to say. Please share this video. Jump down in the comment section below. We'd love to hear your thoughts on what your favorite opening movie scenes of all time are in the comment section below. And if you like what you've seen here, subscribe to this YouTube channel. We do this every Wednesday night around 6 p.m. And next week, and next week, week we get our openings. Next week is the closing. We're going to do the endings. I already have my number one. I'm just saying. Oh, really? <laughs> I do. I can't tell you what it is, though, because we got we to wait till next week. You got to wait till next week, folks. So, What's going to be the ending next week? Anyways, I, I, I digress. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for participating in this chat board tonight. Thank you so much for watching this video. You guys are amazing. Like I said, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And feel free to jump down and jump into the description of the video or one of the several videos we've done lately. And check out our podcast on Spotify. Check out our Teespring store of Superview Show merch, and that is in the description of the video. And feel free to quote in the movies of one of your favorite openings: merchandise and merchandise, and that's where the real money is. It's very true. Super um, Review Show the T-shirt. Super Review Show the sweatshirt. Super Review Show the mask. We actually do have face masks. Uh, we legit. have face masks now, folks. Come on, pony yeah. up, folks. Pony up. So check that out online on our YouTube channel. Um, the link for the Teespring account is all set up for you to go. And uh, yeah, so, but um, but yeah, thank yes, you. Before we go, your dad agrees with me about saving Private Ryan. He agrees with me. We'll talk about it later. Anyways, I digress. Thank you so much for watching, everyone. Bill, thank you so much for joining me again. Thank we'll you see you guys next me. week for, for the top 10 movie closings of all time. You guys rock. We will see you guys later on. And remember, be awesome. You be are awesome, guys. Stay strong and keep on keeping on. <laughs>